Hey everyone, we're Brie and Haley, two friends building a safe space that feels like grabbing drinks with a friend. Come join us and let's grab drinks. Hey everyone, welcome back to Let's Grab Drinks. I'm Haley and Brie is with me here today and we are talking about something that I'm very passionate about, something I feel like not too many people really talk about or explain to you as you get started in your career, and that is career stability. So first of all, before we dive too far into the conversation, Brie, what are you drinking today? Hey guys, I am also very excited to talk about this because Haley and I both have very different backgrounds and stories when it comes to our careers, so it's going to be fun. Today I am just drinking water, but I am spicing it up a little bit with a lemonade packet. I love the true lemon packets to add to my water. So that does like, there's different flavors of lemonade too. I just love lemonade. So like there's like regular lemonade, strawberry, bunch of flavors, and they're sweetened with stevia, which I feel like is a little bit healthier for me. So kind of goes with my theme, the theme today of like stability and (laughs) nourishing. I don't know. (laughs) I've actually wanted... Well, I've wanted to try the True Lemon, the lime flavor, because oh. there's a girl I follow on uh, TikTok, and she puts it in her Diet Coke, which I don't drink really? Diet Coke, but I don't either. if like I imagine if she likes it in that, I could use it in other drinks. So yes. I now that you say that, that reminds me, I need to try it. I need to buy it. It's a good I've, one to add like for summertime too, like to add, like you could add vodka to it. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if we're not working, then exactly. it's great for a pool or a lake day. <laughs> yes. Today I'm drinking a, um, the Tazo. I think that's how you say it. The peach tea. Ooh, I, yum. I love, I mean, I'm Southern. I love sweet tea, but I don't drink it too often because it is very sugary, especially if you're in the South. But I found these at, um, at the store not too long ago and I decided to try them and they are so good to be a bottled tea. I'm like, anyway, so I'm a sucker (laughs) for peach tea. Yeah. Always, always. We'll say yes. (laughs) Well, these are sweet. So if you don't like them, if you don't like sweet, no, you may that's not like true. This one. That's true. It can be a little sweet, just not over the top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we dive into today's episode, I do want to hear about your history with work because, like you said, we have very different backgrounds and very different uh, paths to where we are today. So. I'll have you start and tell us how you got started in your career and what it has looked like so far. Okay. Yeah. And I know we'll dive into a little bit more of like, you know, how we were raised and different, you know, ways of thinking about different things. But as far as getting started, I mean, go back to the OG and I was definitely a babysitter. Um, (laughs) But no. So for me, after college and I have a associate's degree in graphic design. And so I also lived, so it's kind of relevant, kind of not, I don't know. It's all going to tie in together. I feel like as we dive into this episode, my complicated career history, (laughs) but I, after college did a lot of contract work rather than going into a straight full-time job and reasons for that are complicated, but also 
I lived in the suburbs of Houston, which means I lived like an hour outside of Houston. And that's where all of the jobs were. And um, driving an hour back and forth to work every day just um, was not going to work for me and my mental health. So I started doing contract work right out of college and did that for a while. And then after that, got a job at a more local to me. Actually, it was wonderful. It was only like 10 minutes away marketing agency. And I worked for them as a graphic designer, but also a like a client manager, I guess. Complicated role. I had a, my hands in a lot of different things because it was a small business. So I managed a lot of clients while also fulfilling work on the graphic design side for those clients. And I got that position because I had done a lot of contract work already. And so I knew how to manage clients. So that part benefited me in that role quite a bit. After that, I went back to doing contract work. My husband and I took a year off of life, we call it, and sold everything that we had, sold our house, and traveled around the country in a RV for a year. And it was wonderful. And so I did contract work while I was doing that. So contract work has been great for me. <laughs> it's had its ups and downs for sure. Like the stability is not always there, but it's given me a lot of flexibility and freedom um, to also start my own company, Thrive, where I educate bloggers and influencers and help them build their own companies and brands. And so I did contract work up until last year, actually, and took Thrive full-time in like February of 2022. Crazy. Happy one year because we're recording I know, this right? in February. So I that's know. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, wow, it's been a year. So yeah, um, so a lot of contract work has helped me to have that flexibility. Like it, it definitely comes with a lot of stress and a lack of stability, but it did allow me to build my own company on the side and have time to do that, that I don't think I would have been able to do had I had a more corporate nine to five job, because it's just a lot. And I coach several girls that are doing that now. And I know how stressful and how hard that is. So yeah, that's where we are today. We're now a year in full time. Crazy. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. I mean, being a business owner is not easy. And I also no. feel like at, with contract work, it's almost, you are still kind of building your own business Yes, in that sure. sense, because you're having to keep up with them. Cause that's essentially, that's how my current role is, is I mm -hmm. basically do contract work for other companies, but they're paying my business instead of like, treating me as a contractor, but they still are right. like, I get a 1099 for my business from them. So mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you were building up your business at the same time. Yeah. You were also building another business and not even realizing yes. it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I think that was definitely something that I've had ugh, a little bit of like impostery mindset issues when it comes to that. Even, I don't know if anybody else is like doing contract work and thinking of like it, it is hard to kind of think of like, well, contract work, but I'm, it is also my own business. Yeah. And even just explaining that to somebody that doesn't do that at all is <laughs> complicated as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, I, 
that's one thing I have to, it took me a long time to be able to say like, no, I have my own business mm-hmm. because I was working for quite a number of hours for certain, like certain companies and brands. Yeah. And when they would say like, oh, how's your boss talking about one of them? And I'm like, yeah, I guess technically they are my boss, but I'm my boss. <laughs> so exactly. That's yeah. a whole, I feel like that's, we can <laughs> save that for another episode, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tell me about your career history. Yeah. So I 100% thought I would be a, an ad executive in oh, New yeah. York City at this point. <laughs> yes. Same. For just, like a magazine or something was like my dream. <laughs> I I just like, my goal, I remember sitting in college and we had to, it's so funny because we are recording this the week after the Super Bowl. And my dream was to have a Super Bowl commercial. I was like, one really? day I am going to write the best Super Bowl commercial. Like that was it. That was what I wanted. That's amazing. I don't even watch the Super Bowl commercials as much as I used to. Like I, I would go and watch, there's a website you can go to and it hosts all of them. And I'd go watch them and study them. It, I was, I was very into advertising. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And so I thought I would be there. I ended up, I stuck to my career at like, or I stuck to my degree and I went into advertising. I started as an intern, worked for free, like so many of us do, Mm, (laughs) got a job at that company, um, took a pay cut to work there from my retail job, started working there. Yes. After I went, or after I graduated, I went full time with them and then for the next four or five years, I guess, I agency hopped, which is a very common theme in the advertising world where, you know, an agency will reach out to you, say that they are interested in what you do, give you this idea of what your role will look like, bring you onto their team. So I agency hopped. I ended up sticking to one company for a while and I really loved the company, but I did not love the work. I was in healthcare marketing and Mm. the, it just was so far behind where I wanted to be. And then I found a contract role and I loved the job and then COVID hit. And I was, Mm -hmm. I was in that contract role for three years before COVID. And I think it was about three. Yeah, it was three years. And COVID hit, my hours got cut in half, immediately lost half my income. And I was like, oh no. The whole time though, I had been building this side business. I've always done photography on the side. I have, and I started to do podcast production. And that's when I was like, okay, I can't shoot right now because COVID, we have all these laws. So can I get more podcast clients to replace my income that I lost? And within the month, I replaced all the hours. All the income I lost was replaced. And I was like, okay, I can do this because I have this huge network of friends I have made in the photography creative industry. Mm -hmm. I will go to them. So they all pitched in, found me new clients. (laughs) So thankful for all of them. And then, you know, by six months later, I realized this is, this is the job I want to be doing. I want Mm -hmm. my business to be my business. And pursue it and see what I can do with it. And that was in December of 2020. And I've been full-time ever since in this job. 
Yay. Yes. Very. I also, I didn't realize that you worked the way you did in an agency, like outside of Mm -hmm. the contract role. I don't Mm -hmm. think I realized that. So that's really cool. It wasn't for very long. I think it was for just for a year. Okay. But still, it's a lot of experience. I, I will say like the agency life, um, is an experience. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. what yours looked like exactly, but um, everyone that I've worked at was a little different. Mm-hmm. I I got out of it because it was very doggy dog. Like you mm-hmm. had to claw your way to the top. At least it felt that way in not at the healthcare marketing firm I was at. That one I loved. If I could take every person I worked with there and work with them again, I totally would. Just yeah. didn't love the work. It's it wasn't mm, it wasn't for me. No, yeah. mine was it was a very small business. I mean, there there were multiple branches of the business, um, but the marketing section that I was in, there was probably eight to ten people. And it yeah. was a very unhealthy, very toxic situation. So it was not it was not good. <laughs> yeah. I mean I definitely um, worked in a yeah. role like that. <laughs> yeah. I know. I don't. I'm like, are we diving into? We'll probably have to dive into that stuff in another conversation. (laughs) Yeah, I think I think we will talk quite a bit about work on this podcast. So if you're listening and you're like, I want I want more business, we will talk business, but not. We don't want this to become a business podcast, right? um, Or even a work related podcast. We just want it to be a lot of different conversations. So if you do have those, like you're you really want us to dive into this, let us know. But yeah, we want to keep it pretty uh, wide. As if you're grabbing drinks with, like, if yeah. we're grabbing drinks, we're going to talk about literally everything. We're going to talk yeah. about our favorite <laughs> lipstick. We're going to talk about how work is driving us crazy. We're going to talk about family, friends, like all the things that come up when yes. you're getting drinks. <laughs> yes. So, without going into too much detail. Do you think there is such a thing as career stability? Nope. <laughs> How much detail I, do you want? Because that's like, uh, nope. No. <laughs> well, I don't, I agree. I don't think you're ever secure in a job ever. I don't. No. Like, even, I'm not going to go into too much detail. We'll get into it. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I made the question and then I'm like, I want to keep going. <laughs> You drive this conversation. I'm just following along. Okay. With that being said, what does career stability mean to you if you were to give it a definition and how does it differ from what you originally were taught either as a kid or as you got into your career? Yes, it's complicated. (laughs) Um, I mean, uh, career stability, I mean, at, at its basic levels, for me just means that I feel confident that I will have a paycheck coming in for the foreseeable future, even for just for the next year. That makes me feel stable because I know and have experienced things changing very, very quickly and being pulled out from under me very, very quickly. I have been fired from a job. So said marketing agency was fired from, like I said, very toxic situation. Won't get fully into it, but uh, yeah, that was one of them. And even like the last contract job that I had, I wasn't fired from, but that was one that I felt extremely stable in and loved it. Loved, loved the client that I worked for. 
but they needed to make some boss moves and decided to hire people on full time for certain roles. And that was not something that I wanted to do. And so she was an amazing client and is still an incredible friend to me today. So I had like a couple months to kind of like phase out of that, which ultimately I'm grateful for because it pushed me to jump into my business full time. And I would not be a year in if it hadn't been for that push. But that was something that I felt very stable in. And so I having that, knowing that that was disappearing in a couple months, you know, forces you to hustle and figure out where, how am I going to get stable again? So no, I don't feel like stability is a thing at all. Because even when I have felt my most stable, have had it disappear quickly and unexpectedly. So, so now for me, you know, I think the most that we can do is just put ourselves into a position where we feel like, I mean, all all you can do is put yourself in a position where you feel like you are valued, needed for the role and feel stability. And outside of that, I don't know what else you can do, even with, you know, and I think that goes for having a corporate job or running your own business. There's only so much you can do. I feel like, I don't know if that makes sense or sounds like really sad, but like, I just feel like that's kind of like, if we're being realistic about it, that's all you can do is hope to land yourself in a position where you're needed, valued, but also that you like your job. I feel, and we'll get into that a little bit too, I think. Um, And as far as just like how that's changed for me over the years, I don't know. Me and my career history is complicated. I, I, growing up, my dad has been a, I'm so curious what his Enneagram number is. I need him to like take the test. He is a very high achiever, like, like I am. And so he is a person that did climb the corporate ladder all the way up to the top. Mm -hmm. And even like, Like he's been like CFO. He was even like an interim CEO at one point for this company. So it's growing up, you watch the people around you, right? And that's how you learn. And that's how you learn about careers and jobs and everything. And so for me, I've always been more of a creative person, more of a creative, I was a creative kid. And so wanted to go into more of a creative field. Um, like photography, actually. But as I was growing up and saying that, the feedback I got was that there wasn't stability there and that there wasn't a solid income there. And so I was like, you know, deterred from doing that and pushed more towards going to something more stable. However, now as I have, as the years went on, and even in my early 20s, that tone changed a lot with my dad, even with how things went for him with work. And it became a lot more of like, I saw so much more of the stress that he had from climbing the corporate ladder and took a toll on him, on his physical health as well. I don't know about you, but like stress definitely affects my body for sure. And I've seen it affect my dad's body. And so his tone and just you know, learning, you know, as you, as you grow up and as you have experiences, right? Like changes. And so it became more of like, it's less about the money and it's more about doing something that you love and yeah. it's enjoying the work that you do. And so 
I don't that I know that's like not quite along the lines of stability, but I think there's also something to be said about since you can't completely control stability, it's also mm-hmm. controlling your happiness as well. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I it's funny you say that about your dad because my dad was very similar in mm. um he's still working, but when I first told him like the career I wanted to go into in advertising, mm-hmm. his first thought was why don't you go into nursing? Nursing is a very stable, stable job. Yep. And I was like, I can't, I can't do needles. There's no way. I there, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I could never be a nurse. And now that I have branched out and I'm doing what I'm doing, and I every once in a while I'll kind of tell him about my business and you know mm-hmm. the numbers and what it looks like for me and working with contractors. And he's like, I should I. I wish this had been more of an opportunity or I had realized it was an opportunity for you. And I, that, so it was very interesting that they had very similar reactions now that we've gone through it. And even Mm -hmm. my mom, like I, on my um, business podcast, I talked to her, I interviewed her about what it looks like now for people to start their own businesses versus back when she was my age. And she's like, oh, it's totally different. Yeah. And, and I even think in the last 10 years, like when I graduated college, I still did not think that, um, that entrepreneurship was a stable role and yeah. I had a side business. Like it was always supposed to be a side business. It was never mm. supposed to be full time. And that was because a lot of it was, like you said, I watched my parents I watched what they did in their careers and I didn't really know a ton of people who built their own businesses. I have an uncle who did, but outside of that, everyone I knew was a corporate employee of some capacity Mm -hmm. and like my, both my parents, the roles that they're currently in, they have been in. My dad has been in his job my entire life. He has worked for the same company and my mom, on the other hand, has for most of the life I can remember had two worked at two places and one of them closed. And that's why she had to move to a different company. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I was taught that that was stability of yeah. corporate. The corporate role was so. Well, even that too, like that's something that me and my husband have talked about a lot too, because I feel like that has changed so much over the years. Right. So like, we were taught and kind of led and shown like my dad, same thing. Like he, from the time I was five, I think until he just retired um, last year, same job, same company. And I think that's how a lot of that generation, that's stability. And that's what you do is you don't job hop, right? You don't agency hop for sure. Like you stay in the same job for years and years and years. And that's been something that my husband and I have talked a lot about and it's kind of been like a worry for him, right? Because he grew up very similarly. Like we're, I think our generation was kind of taught that's what you do is you stay in one job for as long as possible, if not forever. But that's just not realistic anymore. And that's just not the world that we live in anymore. I think it depends too on the industry because like yes. agency life is very it's it's a different world I feel like because like my brother has been at the same company since he was 16 and yeah he he climbed the ranks he's a manager at the company now and I 
like I look at him and I look at me and I'm like, we were raised in the same household <laughs> and I've had how many jobs? <laughs> right. And, but like, it is the industry. It's, it's based on kind of the, I don't know. It's based on where you're working, what you're doing in your role. And, but when it comes back, like bringing the conversation back to the stability of it, I thought that staying in corporate in the agency life would bring me stability. And I worked in advertising from 2013 until 2017. Yeah, 2017. And in those four years, I, I survived quote unquote, Mm -hmm. uh, four layoffs. I was trying to count it and I was like, no, it was only three. Nope. It was four layoffs. I survived during that time at the agencies I was working at. And that is so scary. Like Mm -hmm. I'm talking half the company at one in one of the layoffs. And the, I know the only reason that I did not lose my job was because I was lowest on the totem pole, which meant I was being paid the lowest. So they could afford to keep me. And that was an eye opener to me in realizing like the stability of corporate, it doesn't exist. And, and I even, I don't actually know that at the time it really clicked with me. I was just like, oh yeah, I survived. Good. And two weeks later I turned in my notice because they eliminated my role and moved me to a different position. And I was like, this is not what I want my career to be. Right. And I was offered a job somewhere else doing exactly what I wanted to do. But after I left the agency life, I went to an internal role at a marketing company. And mm. I thought, this is stable. Like, mm-hmm. I am a one-man show here. There's no way that I could ever lose my job unless I did something stupid. And I'm too smart to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and so I coasted through that job, loved the job, and COVID hit. And that's when, yeah. still, I was contracted through the company. I was not a full-time, like, salaried employee, but I thought there's no way I could lose my job. COVID happened, and I lost it. I mean, I lost yeah. half my hours. I didn't lose the full gig, but right. that's half my income. That's half my bills that I can't pay. That's half yeah. half everything. And you're just like, I can't do this. I And in that you know, over the next few months, like I mentioned, I built up Gaffin Creative in the podcasting agency. And I was like, I, if I can diversify where my revenue streams are coming from, that's more stable to me than putting all my eggs in one basket of doing a corporate role somewhere. And yes, corporate does offer a stability that entrepreneurship doesn't. It offers- Oh, yes. (laughs) so much more of so much more like in some roles less stress not all roles are less stress but you don't have to worry about is the money coming in so I can pay my contractors is the money coming in so I can pay myself you're letting someone else deal with all of that you're letting someone else deal with the marketing of the company you're not having to worry about those things but the second a pandemic hits or the second they lose a major client at work, especially in the ad agency world, that's what causes those layoffs. And that's what right. creates the insecurity of job stability. Yeah. So yeah, all of that to say it was the last 10 years have definitely been eye opening for me in mm-hmm. jobs, 
stability and job security, especially, it's not what I thought it was. And I, I don't think that's like any reflection on what my parents taught me or even like modeled for me because I do think we are in such a different world now and even five years ago, 10 years ago, it's changing so much. Even pre-COVID. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. There's so much to that as well in the virtual space of like, I see my mom in her role and she has gone virtual recently Mm, in her job. And like Mm -hmm. my dad is pretty much a virtual worker. He goes in every so often, which was not the case growing up. Like my parents had office jobs. That's what they did. Oh, yeah. And now – they have these virtual and they're both, I know my mom, she, I'm sure she's fine with me sharing this, <laughs> but virtual is not for her. She does not yeah. like working from home. She hates working from home. She's like, I want to be, I want to go see people. I want to be in the office. And it's very different. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, you and I even, you know, working from home, like there's definitely challenges to it. Yeah. And <laughs> you still need communication with people. At yes. least we do. Um, <laughs> I definitely do. I love the like being in control of what I'm doing every day because I know when yes. I went into an office, like I can get more work done in 20 hours a week than I could in 40 hours in an office because right. people are interrupting you. People put meetings on your calendar you don't need to be in. And, like mm-hmm. so many little things that add up or I don't know. I just – I personally love the virtual (laughs) online space Mm -hmm. with the exception that I can connect with other people if I want to and leave my house when I want to and go work at a coffee shop or whatever. Yeah. I think, you know, what this is kind of, you know, showing to is I don't think either of us want to glamorize entrepreneurship either (laughs) and say like, no career is stable and like entrepreneurship can be stable. Like (laughs) that's not what we're trying to say at all with this conversation because there are for every stressor um, that comes with a corporate job, there's the same, if not, I don't know. I'm not trying. I'm also not trying to be like our jobs are harder, but like it does come with a lot more, stress just as yeah. if you're in which you're going to understand if you're in like a I think like a management type of role in a corporate setting where you are responsible for people other than yourself because at least that's where you know we get to even even just being responsible for not that you're not responsible for your own paycheck in a corporate setting but I I mean I'm sure you do this too I'm always running numbers in my head constantly yeah. like yeah it's it's it doesn't stop. It's just always there, like running through how many clients I have, running through how much money is coming in, making sure how far and how many months can I keep going and keep paying myself? Like, can I afford my contractors? Can I keep all of these different things? Yeah. That run through your head constantly, just making sure you have enough money coming in. But then you also have like, cool, let me also create the content and let me also create the marketing to get the money coming in Yeah, and let me keep my clients happy. And like, it's a lot. So don't, I don't want to glamorize, make it seem like, oh, it's this magical, amazing thing. Everybody should go to um, small business and entrepreneurship. It's not for everyone. Like I will hundred percent say it is not for everyone. And there have been many times over my career 
that I've been like, why am I doing, why am I doing contract work? Why am I trying to grow my own business? I need to just like, my life would be so much easier if I just went and got a nine to five. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I do think too, there are, like you said, we're not trying to say one is better than the other because no. there were definitely benefits to my role in corporate world that I don't get here in this mm-hmm. world. But then also- like leaving it at work and coming <laughs> home and not having to think about things. <laughs> Depending on your role, because I definitely Ugh. didn't leave it at work. I, I, I was the person that brought it home. I bitched about things all the time to my husband. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I, I just remember at one point, he's like, why are you working there then? And I was like, because I like the job. And he's like, but you're complaining about things all the time. And I'm like, well, I'm complaining to you because I can't complain to other people. (laughs) Um, But I also think too, like there are things in a corporate role, like coworkers, bosses that you may not get along with that you can't control. And I feel like that is just as much stress as a hard, like, entrepreneurship role where you're trying to Mm -hmm. be in charge of things. It goes both ways, right? Because it's like on one hand, it can be terrible, right? Mm -hmm. To like, maybe you hate your boss, maybe you hate your coworkers. I don't know. Or on the other hand, you could be like me and Haley. And sometimes I go (laughs) like, oh my God, I wish I had a boss to tell me what to do today. (laughs) Like, can somebody else just tell me what to do so I don't have to come up with the strategy for it? That would be great. Absolutely. <laughs> I yeah. I think there's there's definitely benefits to both. There's disadvantages to both. Um in yeah. the stability space as well because I think with really large corporate companies there is a little bit more stability as we are calling it, but at the same time you're never secure in that. Like you can right. be in those larger roles, you can be replaced at the drop of a hat in smaller companies when finances start to fluctuate, you get cut. And I see that even in my business of being an entrepreneur where I'm primarily working with other entrepreneurs. And like, I'll share an example yesterday. This is how unstable (laughs) it can Uh be sometimes. I got an email. Hey, Haley, I'm cutting my podcast for a bit. I like won't do all the details, but she was cutting her podcast, needed to scale back. I understand yep. that. That is one piece of revenue I've lost for the next month. Right. Two seconds later, after I read that email, I respond. I am, I'm understanding because I I get business expenses cuts. I All the things. Absolutely. Marketing plans shift. Two seconds later, I get a text from a client who's currently on a podcast break. Haley, I'm ready to come back. Can we start next month? I was like, on the super low and then a super high. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, that that fixed that problem. But I have also been in situations where it's like, hey, I'm cutting my podcast. And then two days later, hey, I need to cut my podcast or scale back. And then two days later, I need to scale back my podcast. And it's like, oh, that hit hard. Because yep. that one client's not a huge deal. Three clients is a huge deal. I'm yep. like, okay, what do I need to cut? What do I need to promote? How can I get another client this month? That kind of thing. Right. And I didn't have to worry about that when I worked in the corporate world. It was primarily keep your clients happy so they don't cut our business. (laughs) That was it. That's somebody else's job, right? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. So, you know, and I want to make sure we don't end this on like a 
jobs suck. Work <laughs> sucks. But like if you could tell somebody that's just starting out in their career, maybe they're, you know, just graduating from college or graduated not that long ago, what's one piece of advice you would tell them? I had an answer planned for this and I'm going to shift it. Um, my original answer was to go for what you love and not the money. Yeah. But I also want to say this because I wish I had realized this earlier in my career is you can do anything in the world. I did not realize how many career opportunities were out there. And I think it's because I had that corporate mindset, but like you, if you are just starting your career, even if you have spent all this money on student loans and gone to college for a specific career, if the career you have dreamt of that you didn't realize was your dream is out there and it doesn't require a medical degree, a law degree, a certain degree of whatever kind, you you still have time to go after it. Because even I if, even if it needs that degree, I was yeah. saying I would challenge that. Like you could still do it. Like look at like Julia Child and like her career didn't start till she was in her fifties. Yes. I love I love Julie and Julia. <laughs> the movie. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> All-time favorite. Love it. Um, But I, like, I don't think, I think we're in an age now where you can recognize that. And we weren't back then. Like, Mm -mm. I'm still to this day, like, when someone tells me what they do and it's a really cool job, I'm like, you do that for what? I I work on podcasts for a living. (laughs) And then someone's like, oh, yeah, I study sea creatures and they're migration patterns. And I'm like, that is so cool. (laughs) (laughs) I have a very weird, like marine life fascination. I don't think I'm into the science aspect of it, but (laughs) I love, I love the aquarium, all these things that I'm like, I wonder had I actually tried studying it, would I have built a career in it? Like, would I have enjoyed it? So anyway, I think really consider what you're building your career in and is it something you want to be in in 10 years and even five years yeah yeah I love that advice I I would also say be okay with going slow and having fun especially if you are an achiever like both of us we're both Enneagram threes and feel like all right we need to climb the corporate ladder we need to do this we need to get to the next step the next 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 you don't have to conquer the world in a few years. I feel like there's so much pressure on us when we're in our 20s to have it figured out, to know what we want to do for the rest of our lives, to, you know, get the dream career, to get the dream job, to climb the corporate ladder, all of these different things. And it's like your 20s is just such a small portion of your life. Like when you like step back and like look at it, it's like, okay, cool. Zero to 10. You're in school and la-di-da and life is great. And then you hit your like angsty years from 10 to 20 and don't know what direction is up and down. And then all of a sudden from 20 to 30, you're supposed to have your entire life figured out. Yeah. (laughs) What? No. And know what you want to do for the rest of your life and also feel like set in stone and you can't change it. Right. And I just think that's unrealistic and that's too much pressure. And for why? Yeah. Like 
what what's the point like what's the point we have you know let's let's what's in our 30s 30s to 40s 40s to 50s like you don't just work for I don't know I think there's too much pressure to get it all set up in your 20s and 30s and I think instead it's a good time to job hop to you know if you hate something after a year or two switch if you you know are like oh my god this is miserable and this is terrible like don't you don't have to stay in it you know that's something I've had conversations with many people it's like okay well if you didn't do this what else what else would you do what else would you want to do and like even you know with my husband like he's an engineer and that's just kind of like the path that he was on even in high school was like, this is what I'm going to do. And never even had, I don't, I don't know. Like we've had this chat a little bit, but like never even like fully thought of like, what else would I do? (laughs) Yeah. You know? And so fortunately he loves what he does, but there's definitely been those moments of like hating his job. And I'm like, you don't have to do this. You know, you're, even even in your 30s like you can change it's okay and i think sometimes we just get too sucked into our careers instead of i like to look back and like what does life look like and mm-hmm. am i happy we we only get one life truly at the end of the day and do you want to say i stayed in my full time job for <laughs> 30 years and so yay me like yeah. No, I, but I that, was miserable, you know, like if you're miserable, you can change. So I, I would say, you know, if you're in your twenties, even if you're in your thirties, I, I don't even care how old you are. If you're miserable and you don't love it, try something different. Yeah. I, if, when you said that about, um, like your twenties to thirties, you're supposed to have your life figured out. Like I, yeah. I really thought that was supposed yeah. to be like, I, I envisioned this life for myself where top of the corporate ladder, Mm-hmm. Um, five babies, literally five Ooh. babies, uh, <laughs> by 30. Oh Y'all, my God. I'm, I'm 30. I'm not at the top of the corporate ladder. I have zero babies. <laughs> like my, because I just thought like that was the, the perfect little life that you're supposed to have, but you get to decide that. And I think that's so important. And I also want to highlight the fact that I thought 30 was old. Like how oh sad God, yes. is that? And now mm-hmm. I'm like, no, 30's not old, 40's not old, 50's not old. Mm-hmm. Like, I just like think so much because I'm seeing my parents and I'm like, they're still in their role. Like, like they're still in a job. They still work. They still are active. They, they're not old. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm right. like, how did I think 30? I thought 30 was like downhill. Like, I mean, I know they call 50 like no. over the hill, but I really, yeah. for early 20s, I was like, okay, I have all this to do in the next six, seven years to figure mm-hmm. out my life and to make sure that I am at the top. I wanted to be on a 30 under 30 list. Why? Like, why do you have yeah. to achieve so much by 30? I, I, yeah. It's so funny that like now I'm 30 and I'm like, hmm, would I have mm-hmm. loved to have been on a 30 under 30? Sure. But what would it have proven to me? Nothing. Like, right. Like that's an amazing achievement. And if you, and if that happens for you, we are both two over here cheering you on. That's freaking amazing. Um, four months, I'll never y'all. Forget. Okay, four months. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget. Um, I was talking with a couple of gals one time, 
And um, I don't even know how long ago this was. It had to have been seven years ago, probably six, seven years ago. And they were both in their 30s, probably like mid 30s, 30, maybe even our age to 35. I don't know. And I don't know how it came up. It must have been somebody's birthday was coming up or something. And they were talking about how much they loved their 30s. And they were like, I feel so confident in my 30s. I know what I am willing to put up with and what I'm not willing to put up with. And like just the confidence that you gain, that they gained. And yeah. that was something that was so good for me to hear in my 20s. Because yeah. like same thing. I was like, I got to get all this done. Like 20s is the best years of your life. All these different things. And then I had these two women telling me that 30s were the like amazing. And I will have to say like for me, when I turned 31, I don't know why it was 31, but something just clicked in me in my head of like, I, I'm done putting up with certain things. I'm... I feel like there's, you know, as you're growing up, there's like different things that you're pressured to do and like have to rules that you have to follow or people you need to make happy for whatever reasons they are. And I don't know why that birthday, for some reason, I was just like, nope. I'm like, this is, <laughs> I, I get one life. This is my life. And I am going to live it how I want to live it. Yeah. And whatever that looks like. So that was you know, COVID year, right? That was probably 2020. Yeah. Maybe that's what did it. I was wondering. Cause I was like, I kind of started to feel that way when like the world shifted and you realize like how short life can actually be. You're right. Like, I wonder if that had any impact on it because like when you were saying that about getting confidence in your thirties, I think if you and I had connected four years ago about doing this podcast, I would have said, absolutely not. There is no, no way I would put any of my thoughts or feelings out to the world for people to yeah. judge, for people to say things about. And like, but now I'm, now I, don't I mean, care. I'm, I'm de <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm definitely still hesitant. There's topics that we have lined up and planned that I'm like, Oh, I'm not looking forward yeah. to this one or, but I need to talk about it and I want to share my mm -hmm. perspective. But mm -hmm. At the same time, like once it's out there, I'm not going to worry about it. It's, I think sure. it's just the getting it out of vocalizing really is the problem yeah. of vocalizing something I've never talked to public, like talked about publicly. But yeah, I think in my thirties, I'm, I'm realizing I have a voice and I can share my opinion without mm -hmm. one. And we talked about this in the episode about talking politics with friends and family but you can share your opinion without causing drama or without causing fights um, yes. and share it in a really mature way um, mm -hmm. and be open to the conversation. But I think that's kind of where I'm at now is I want to have these conversations and I want to create that, that space for people to talk. And four yeah. years ago, definitely would not have said yes to that. I would have been like, nope, keep my mouth shut. <laughs> Yeah. I think that's what I am loving about, you know, this podcast so far. And you guys make sure you come and join the Facebook community because we're having these conversations over there as well. It's been so much fun. Um, it's the bossy community over on Facebook and just being able to be a safe space for conversations that are serious and non-serious, like that are talking about careers versus talking about our favorite lipstick, you know, like, yeah, I love that we've 
that we're doing that and being able to be a space for people in that way. Yeah, I agree. Okay. And I know we've kind of jumped off the (laughs) rabbit trail there, but to kind of like wrap this up for someone that is currently staying in a role, even if that means a business they built that they hate, um, but they're staying in it because they're afraid of leaving stability, what would you say to them? For me, I think the biggest thing I would want to say to them is it's okay to give up a dream that you once had. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that was a really, for me, leaving the agency life, that was one of the hardest things. And I just kept having to tell myself, there's always a role you can come back to. You can always come back to agency life if you want. Um, And that's when I took the leap. And then when I went full-time in my business, it was very similar. I had to say, like, if the if this doesn't work out, there's always something I can go back to if I need to. Yeah. But I had to give up that dream. And then by the time this airs, it'll probably I'll probably have announced it publicly. But I three days ago called and gave up my studio, which was a huge dream. And it like it's heartbreaking to think about how much time and energy and effort you put into something that mm-hmm. you saw as like, this is a space for other creatives to create and other creatives to build, you know, their businesses because there, there are so many photographers in my community that have run in my studio that would have not had the opportunity to have a studio space had I not built it. Mm-hmm. And, but it doesn't serve my business anymore. And mm-hmm. it's a dream I had to give up. Like it, it sucks, but I know giving it up will open up so many doors for other pieces of my business um, that while it, it's painful, it's also a beautiful thing and it gives, it just opens, someone was telling me about a book they read where I think it's Joanna Gaines is talking about how you can only carry so much and then when it's time to bring something else in, you have to rem- like put it on your back and you have to open the space to carry more yeah. and then that doesn't become a priority anymore. And I was like, God, that's so pretty. Like such a beautiful visual of it's not the priority anymore and mm-hmm. I need to do things that are going to serve me better. And right. so, yeah, I think just – giving up on dreams you once had that no longer benefit you or are your dream anymore. Yeah. Mm, and so what good. about you? Um, for me, I would say, which is kind of what I've said a few times um, today is what would future you like 10, 20 years down the road? What do you want to be able to look back on? And mm-hmm be happy about and not have regrets about. Yeah. And is staying in this position where you're miserable for the next two to five years, are you going to look back on that when you're in your fifties and be like, ah, I wish I would have just left that. Like I didn't even know what I was capable. Like I was so afraid like of losing that stability, quote unquote. Yeah. That I missed out on this or I could have like been happier sooner. That's what I always think about is just like whenever I'm looking at making a big big decision or even like pushing myself in my career to start my own business, which is just, you know, crazy, (laughs) honestly, (laughs) like it's so, it's so hard and, you know, can be heartbreaking and, you know, all the things. But I know that 
that's something I always think about is like, what am I going to think about and what is future me going to think? And I don't want to live with regrets of wishing I had done something different. Um, so no, that's, I, I really love that advice because I've definitely in the last two, since 2020, when like so many things changed in our lives and it made me think of like all the things I wish I had done either early twenties, mid twenties that I hadn't. And ultimately I think that's what led to me going full-time in my business and giving me the flexibility to make more decisions in when I'm traveling, when I'm going to take off work. Like yesterday was a prime example of if I had still been in a corporate role, I couldn't have done everything I wanted to do yesterday, which Mm -hmm. I took a half day. And that's not something (laughs) I ever did when I worked for someone else. And I didn't have to tell anyone. I didn't have to tell a client like, hey, I'm going to be out of the office this afternoon because it's a day I've set aside that I don't communicate with clients. Anyway, I work strictly on their projects and they don't hear from me. And I think that's a really important, just, it's a good thing to look back look at what you said, like looking into the future. And mm-hmm. even and if you can't imagine that, look at what you wish you had done in the last five years. Yes. And most of the time it's not work we're really talking about when we look back on life. <laughs> um, I feel like, I, I mean, I'm definitely the one that's, I've been so focused on my career for the however long it's been that I've been in the industry, but I don't think that's what I'm going to talk about in 20 years mm, when I'm, it's true. you know, talking to children or talking to potential grandchildren, hopefully not in 20 years, but Ooh. <laughs> is that <not> scary? <laughs> that's scary. That's, don't tell me that. I'll have a panic attack. <laughs> but like, I don't know that that's what I would be talking about with them. And I have to think about that sometimes so that career and job are not the only things I'm focused on in this time. So yeah, yeah. beautiful. (laughs) All right, Bree, to wrap up this conversation, I would love to know what you're cheersing to this week, whether it's related to this topic or something else. And if you're new to the podcast this week, we cheers to something in most of our episodes, depending on the topic, um, just to kind of set the week and, and have something to look forward to throughout the the week as we go through it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? Let's let's cheers to just being true to ourselves and you know, being being okay with wanting ourselves to be happy Ooh. in whatever it is that we're doing. Yeah. I think sometimes we prioritize achievements and milestones and goals and we don't necessarily prioritize our happiness like we should. Yeah. So maybe cheersing to just like pausing to look at where am I happy and where can I be more happy? I love that. Absolutely love that. What about you? I think this week I, because of everything that's happened in the last few days of like losing clients and losing the studio and I'm just cheersing to new opportunities, whether that's in life or business and going forward with intention really is yeah. like I can, I can choose to look at every 
thing that feels kind of sad and upsetting as a new opportunity if I am intentional about doing that. And I know that's hard in any case, but I think that's that's where I'm looking this week and what I'm cheersing to. A reframing practice. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. I love that. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening, guys. We appreciate you being here and listening to us share our stories about careers and stability and security and instability and insecurity. <laughs> if All you, the things. Yes. If you are enjoying this, we would absolutely love it if you'd leave a rating and review. And if you want more community to talk about your career, stability or instability, come join <laughs> us in the Facebook group. It's the Bossy Community over on Facebook, and we will link it in the show notes. See you guys next time. Thanks for grabbing drinks with us today. Let's Grab Drinks is brought to you by Bossy Life Co. You can find show notes at letsgrabdrinkspod.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you'd subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. Cheers, Cheers friends. friends.